Welcome back to the 2AM Campfire Club. I'm Reagan. And I'm Ethan. And... 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 <laughs> <laughs> this week, <laughs> we're talking about Oron High School Host Club, which is a very long name for a show. <laughs> hey, it's not the longest name for a show. It's pretty long. I guess... I'm High watching school, a musical, different musical, the musical, the series. I'm currently watching a show called Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls uh, to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? So that's a pretty long title. I like full sentence titles. It's fun. <laughs> I do too. Like my favorite one, here's another long one is I don't want to die in this video game, so I'm going to max out my defense. <laughs> it's the full title of the show. It's way too long. <laughs> But yeah, it's a brief rundown if you've never watched it. It's, I don't even know how to describe this. So, this this girl goes to a, a school, a private school for a bunch of rich people. And she got in because she's really smart. And she accidentally walks into what's called a hose club, which is just a bunch of hot guys who make girls want to date them and then the girls pay to do that (laughs) and she accidentally breaks a vase and everyone says or everyone thought she was a guy so they make her one of the hosts and this is her story it's like so she can work off her debt yeah because she she, she broke a vase yeah and it was like eight thousand dollar vase and she's poor. But this show is hilarious and insane. And yeah, we're talking about that this week. I mean, it's just like, it's so, a parody of, of shoujo anime. Yeah. It's just, that's what It's that very is. extreme version. It's like, takes a bunch of character tropes from shoujo anime and then makes them the most extreme possible versions of that. And then makes a character that's fairly normal deal with that. <laughs> yeah. And also, her dad is also... I don't even know how to say that. Well, her dad's uh, a cross-dresser, cross-dresser, right? But, but he's just also a mess. So, uh, yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's a whole thing. Because, like, she's pretending to be a dude. Yeah. And he's a cross-dresser. <laughs> this was the first ever anime I watched. Yeah, you told me that. That's what got me yeah. to watch it. You t- you were the one that suggested for me to watch it. And then from that, I suggested to my sister to watch it. And then mm-hmm. from that, she suggested to someone else to watch it. So that's why I thought of doing this episode today. <laughs> so I don't know where we want to start with this. We could go over like the characters and who they are and what they do. They're probably the funniest part of the show. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna pull up a Wikipedia page because I forgot their yeah, name. It's been a that's while. That's what since I'm I... doing too. I know um, there's Tamaki. Just a note: I have not read the manga. I haven't either. So we're don't specifically talking about the show because uh, I don't read. Oh, there was a visual novel for PlayStation Two. 
how important to this conversation. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just on the aura on Wikipedia page. <laughs> I know, I just find that funny. Also, I'd like to note that this show was released 16 years ago and only had one season. Um, that's the so best this kind isn't of like, show. Yeah. Recent shows with multiple seasons? We don't want that. Alright, so the main character is named Haruhi Fujioka. Then there is Tamaki, Kyoya, Hikaru and Kaoru, Honey and Mori as the main characters of this show. And also so, Renge. Oh, I hate her so much. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. I don't think she should be counted as a character. She's at most a background annoyance. Uh, um, who's the guy with the with the with the puppet? I remember the puppet's name, but not the guy's name. <laughs> the puppet's name is Belzaneth. <laughs> I don't remember his name though. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I haven't watched the show in a hot minute. If I oh. just Google the show name and sketchy guy, do you think he'll come up? <laughs> sketchy guy. It came up. <laughs> Nekazawa. Nekazawa. That guy's great. We'll cover yeah. him later, too. There's so much to cover in this show now that I'm thinking about. I've only watched, like, the first three episodes recently. But that show is a gem. But so, I'll go over the characters briefly. Oh, I just saw Carby. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he showed up on their wiki page. There's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> so, there's Tamaki, who is known as the king. He likes the main character, Haruhi, and calls himself her daddy all the time. Um, he's very arrogant and self-absorbed, but he's also, like, still a pretty nice person. Then there's Kyoya. He's the smart one whose family owns just about everything. That's about his whole character. He acts. He's he likes one... to act like he doesn't. He's not a nice person, but he actually is. He's the one who's keeping the club together because everyone yeah. else is so chaotic. Yeah, no one else could run a club. There would be no club. They would just be like, I don't even know. It would be bad without him there. Um. Then there's the twins who they're they constantly stick. act like they're in love. Yes, that's their whole. But they're stick. not. With the with the host club is because right they all have their own thing that gets the girls obsessed so that they want to to you know pay to be around them and for the twins it is pretending like they have a forbidden romance which is a parody of a shoujo trope. They're pretty annoying. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, because and they always talk is... in sync. They always talk in sync. And it's yeah. pretty annoying. Yeah, they're they're also in love with Haruhi. Just about no, I would say I just mean, about everyone, but I guess no, that's not true. It's really just them and Tamaki, and also that one chick from the other school. Oh, but I don't think she's really in love with her. I think she's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the whole thing throughout the show is just the twins like trying to sabotage Tamaki. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just looked at the list of characters and Biosanev showed up in the list of characters. I wouldn't call a puppet a character. 
A puppet can be a character. But not this puppet. <laughs> uh, then there's Honey, who is just... hes I think he's the oldest one in the yes, club. Yes, he's the oldest of, of all of them. But he looks like he's five. Yes. And also acts like he's five. Yeah, and he has his, his stuffed his rabbit. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Uh, Usachan. That's yes. what he calls him. <laughs> uh. And there's Mori. Who is yeah. his oh wait, I forgot I forgot there's more to honey. He he's really good at karate. He's like the best karate master in the world. And everyone's horrified of him. <laughs> and he but really he's also likes looks food like a child. And sweets. He doesn't really like food. It's really just sweets. Strawberries are his favorite. I remember that because there's multiple scenes about that in this show. Yeah, and then there's his cousin, Mori, who's just like quiet. And just lets Honey do whatever he wants. But yeah, also he... keeps him from dying. <laughs> he carries that's him about around his on his shoulders a lot of the time. Yeah, that's about it. He's always They're always together. Yeah, those are the main characters. This show... I'm sorry, this show's just so good. You should watch it if you haven't. I'll try, there's not really much that you can spoil from this. Because even if I told you what's going to happen, it's still going to be funny. One of my favorite tropes in this show, though, is like every episode, someone slips on a banana peel. Yes. And sometimes they try to make there a reason. Like, there's one where there's like a ball and the twins just for some reason start eating bananas in the middle. Like, (laughs) they just show up with bananas in one scene. And then they toss them, and somebody slips on them a minute later. It's like, they had no reason to be eating a banana in that moment. And then there's other times where they just appear. I think there's one that's literally thrown by a monkey. I'm not even sure if it was somewhere there was supposed to be a monkey. There's just so many- I don't know why. There's so many times that people slip on banana peels. Sometimes it'll be like four people in a row. There's like two scenes where four people slip on banana peels in the same random room where there should be no banana peels. Can we um, talk about Renge now? We have to. <laughs> Renge is, she's from Paris. She appears in the show in like episode three or four. It's, yeah, it's um, four. Because she sees a picture of Kyoya, and, which is the one that holds everything together and she's like he looks exactly like my favorite character from this dating sim and so she flies from paris all the way to japan which mind you the scene where it happens she jumps out a window and then a plane flies out of the building and it there's not it's like a a full plane like Mm -hmm. airport airplane for like a couple hundred people kind of plane and she just jumps out the window and flies away. <laughs> but so she ends up in Japan and is like trying to change everyone to make them more like the tropes of the people in her video game. But then they all hate her and they're like, please go back to Paris. We don't want you here. But then she moves into the basement. <laughs> except she doesn't really. It's just like every episode out of the floor, she'll rise up she'll just on like appear this weird conveyor belt. No, yeah, 
She just starts laughing, says something annoying, and then disappears back into the floor. Every episode. And it's not like if it was just in the room where they hold the club, it would be fine. But it's not. It's like everywhere they go, she just rises out of the floor somehow. It makes no Uh, sense. They're at a pool or they're, yeah. A water park, a jungle water park, or the beach. They go a lot of... Yeah. A lot of water places, which makes sense because they're all hot. Although, honestly, I don't know that this art style is very flattering for hot people. No, it's not. Especially Haruhi. Her eyes are horrified. They're so empty. There's no soul behind that face. Like, especially, like, the picture I'm looking at right now is the one on the front page of the wiki. And she just stares straight into my soul. Actually, she she stares to the other side, out of the back of my soul. (laughs) I don't even know. Yeah, they're intrusive eyes. Yeah, then we'll talk about the other guy. I already forgot his Nekazawa. So, there's a random door that he'll occasionally open and say something cryptic out of, or try to sell them his spiritual ritual stuff, especially his puppet, Dozenev. Who's my favorite character? He's great. He <laughs> he just opens the door, is sitting in the shadows, and then he's just he has an accent for some reason. I don't know what it is. It's like kind of like Dracula kind of thing. He's kind of like a vampire. He can't go into the sun, or else he's like in pain or something. I don't know. Why is it that he can't go? He can't go into. The he's sun? isn't he supposed to have like a disease or something? I thought he was cursed. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Or at least he thinks he's cursed. He's actually, like, supposedly really hot and has, like, long blonde hair, but he's always in, like, this dark cloak and his hair looks black and he's covered in shadows. Doesn't he wear a wig? He wears, like, a black wig. Does he? Yeah, yeah I think he that's does. part of the thing. <laughs> and dark contacts, because he has blue eyes. Yeah, he looks basically exactly like Tamaki. Except he wears a black wig Except, and dark eye yeah. contacts and a dark jacket and hides in the shadows. To say I love this cryptic. show so much. It's really good. He has a sister too. Yeah, Karimi. And his sister hates him because he's. she, she says he's a monster, which I don't blame her. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's she a thinks whole episode that... that's dedicated to them resolving Okay, they got a really cute picture on here, though. It's got him in his cloak with Belzenev, and then his sister in a cloak holding her, like, little stuffed animal as, like, a puppet. And it's really cute. Is there anyone else? I feel like those are the most, like, relevant characters. There's also... What's her name? There's a rivaling school. Oh, yeah, the... The Labelia? Yeah. Dude, I don't like them either. No, they're weird. Everyone in the show is annoying. Some of them are good and Some of them are endearing. Because all of the characters are just, like, incredibly delusional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just extremely... Like, so much. Usuchan so... has his own Wikipedia entry as a character? Why? Alright, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. The whole, like... I, I'm not really sure what the Labellia Academy is supposed to be satirizing, but the main chick, she's, like... I don't even know how to describe her. She's just, she's like trying to get Haruhi to embrace the fact that she is a woman. And she just reminds me of like every turf in a weird way. All right. 
I found a Wikipedia article on how he's dead, whose name is Ryuji Fujioka, but he goes by Ronka, and he's a professional cross-dresser at a bar. He's bisexual and male, according to the manga. Almost never shown wearing male clothes, because he typically wears bandanas, t-shirts, and skinny jeans when he's at home and then wears a police officer's outfit apparently when he's at work which i don't think they show that in the anime but apparently no they never show him at work i like her dad yeah. i like ronka a lot she's like the the thing is that haruki's relationship with her dad is supposed to reflect her relationship with tamaki because like Ronka's very much Ronka's very similar to tamaki and yeah. he's like very like flamboyant and they both um, insist on her calling them daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and but like <laughs> unlike Tamaki, Ronka's not I don't know, Ronka's not extremely weird. <laughs> like And not quite as arrogant. Yeah. He's he's just nice. <laughs> I just think he's neat. Yeah. Um, he's my height, fun fact. This is important information. Let's see. I can't find... I can't remember what the people's names are. Else I would pull up the rival school. But one of them, the main person, really wants to kiss Haruhi for some reason. Yes. And does do... No, does she? I feel like she does. But she brings her up on stage and is like, we're gonna give this woman her first kiss. And then everyone... It was like a whole episode where they're trying to prove... It wasn't. Or trying to stop her. And they ended up doing it by proving it wasn't her first kiss. Because she kisses a girl in the second episode on accident. Because Tamaki slips on a banana peel. (laughs) And shoves her into another chick and they kiss. Which I think is the first appearance of the banana peel. Yeah, that sounds correct. Yeah. (laughs) What? What? Okay, I'm sorry. I just found an article on two dogs, two golden retrievers who are from France and appear in Japan. And their names are Antoinette and Ajibe. I just don't know why they have their own Wikipedia entries. But, oh yeah, also most of the characters in the show have drama that they don't tell people, which is typical for any anime, really. Everyone always has trauma in anime. Yeah, everyone has a very detailed and specific backstory. Where they have like, very we, we touched on problems. Yeah, None we touched of which... on <laughs> Nekazawa. <laughs> He's cursed and he has to wear a black wig and black hood and, and has driven a wedge between his family and he can't go in the in light. Oh yeah, there's also that other guy. The guy with the red hair who everyone thinks is like really tough, but he's actually just depressed. Mm-hmm. And he's like the leader of a gang. I think, is he gay? I feel like he ends up dating a guy. Oh no, he has a Mori. crush on Haruhi. Of course he does. Everyone does. Yeah, everyone has a crush on Haruhi. Everyone's in love with Haruhi. Which, yet again, anime trope. Oh, the Zuka Club. I found main Lobelia chick. pictures of Renge 
Oh yeah, her name's Eclair. No, no, no. It? That's a different. That's um the lady who's like obsessed with Tamaki. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. From the last episode. Yeah, and she's like also from France, and she's yeah, like, oh so yeah, there's so many people Tamaki. from France here. For some reason, there's like specifically like a Japanese obsession with France. I don't know what that is. Well, plus there's kind of the same thing with Japan and fr- French shows, like Miraculous. There's a lot of references to Japan. It's weird. I don't know. But um, the the main uh, girl from Lobelia is Benny Barra, the Lady of the Red Rose. This show is very good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just reading through some of this stuff, but I'm just remembering how good this show is. Yeah. There's also, remember that episode, there's an episode where they're trying to make sure she keeps it a secret that she's not a guy. The main character. Haruhi, that's her name. I keep thinking of the main character of a different show. Uh, But, and so... In that episode, while they're trying to, the main plot is them trying to hide her gender. But there's like a subplot where there's this guy who everyone thinks is a pervert running around the school. The the, the doctor guy? That's like episode three or whatever. Yeah, that that was, that part of the show is weird. Yeah, because it's like the, it's exams oh yeah which episode is that but i think it is three because um, one is the the meeting her Two yeah the physical exam ball. yeah that's episode three and yeah so there's like the doctor guy oh what is it because his daughter is he thinks his is, daughter goes to that school but she goes to the she goes to the public school for the pores which is also called oron for some reason mm-hmm. oh yeah i forgot there is a whole lot of jokes about how poor she is Yes. That's one she of the main jokes. She drinks instant coffee. She's never had fancy tuna. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole thing, too. That's a running joke in the show. Yeah, and really the joke is how out of touch these rich people are. Because every time she's like, does something poor, quote unquote, they're all like, oh my gosh, you poor soul. You... you... <laughs> You're so poor. Oh, the car. You don't. Gr- you yeah. You poor commoner. You you don't grind your own coffee beans. Oh no. You must be. Your life must. And be then they so go to hard. her house. They go to her house and they're like all picturing the worst thing in their head. And it's a, it's like a single room. She's like living. She's wearing a trash bag and like crying <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> and the whole place is just filled with. Trash and rats. The walls are falling apart. <laughs> and then they go inside and she it's lives a in an apartment. completely normal apartment. <laughs> uh, and then she offers them, like, food and tea. And they're like, oh, it's poor tea, but we can't be rude. <laughs> it's really funny. And then they all feel horrible for taking your food. And she's like, I'm not that poor, guys. She's very middle class. Yeah, it's really funny. I feel like we're not doing it justice because yeah. it's a lot funnier if you watch it yourself, which is why you should watch it. Yeah, it's a really good show. And it has, it just has really good, like, the storytelling's really solid and, and the visual humor and just the way that, yeah. And I mean, all of the tropes, they fit so many tropes. Yes. And make bring them to their absolute extreme in a way that makes some level of sense. It's still 
a compelling story and the characters are likable and interesting even though yeah. it is like and they such have a lot of character satire yeah. yeah it's really cool how they do that it's pretty impressive one of the things that i dislike about a lot of the like parody or satire like genre this is especially a thing with like movies in the in the 2000s where it would just be so devoted to the jokes into making fun of whatever it was making fun of that it was like not even trying to tell a not good even story worth watching. yeah yeah and so it's this like genuinely good and worth yeah. watching tells a good story while also proving a point in making extreme tropes that they're making fun of which is why yeah. i think it's a pretty impressive show and it's so entertaining it's one of the most entertaining shows i've ever watched yeah and like i said like it was the f- first anime that i ever watched and despite the fact that i don't watch shoujo anime and you know don't really watch anime at all like i still find it compelling and interesting and funny even though i'm not super aware of the things that it's satirizing which i think is an achievement and i think like good satire should be funny regardless of it it should the, the joke shouldn't be contingent on everyone being in the know and Oran does a really good job with that. Yeah, which I would also say, as somebody who does watch a lot of shoujo anime, you can also like see a lot of the char- how who a lot of the characters are based on and what kinds of tropes, which is also pretty interesting. But like the interactions between them are just like really fitting for the tropes, in my opinion, and it all makes a lot of sense. Although there's one episode I don't really like, which is. They just do, like, a play on Alice in Wonderland, and I have no clue what's going on the whole episode. <laughs> I love that episode. It's there. really weird. I, it doesn't weird. make sense. It makes no sense, and it doesn't even fit in with the rest of the show at all. I kind of love it when shows do stuff like that, where we're just going to do an episode that is not even canon and doesn't matter. Well, then you would love Naruto, because that's, like, <laughs> 90% of the show. See, I don't like when it's <laughs> a lot of the show. I think it can yeah. be fun for an episode. Yeah, I agree. It's like, well, I guess that is like the whole premise behind Community, too. Like, the whole show is that, but it's meant to be that. It's not like an underlying part of the main story. It is the whole story, which in that context, I think it could be good. In Naruto's context... It's just, there is a story being told, but every two episodes, you tell another ten episode story in between. So Yeah, Naruto sounds like it would be hard to watch. It's probably my favorite show. It's it, The hard thing is that all of the filler episodes are really entertaining, too. And they tell good stories for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's too many of them. And, you like, there's one arc... That takes place over like four seasons. (laughs) And most of those seasons are not even the actual. It's like takes so long to get to the actual story that I'm just like, sometimes they'll have like arcs with filler arcs within filler arcs. Like they'll be having like a flashback and within the flashback, there's a flashback. It's a lot. You know what I like? I like concise storytelling that is to the point and is centered around a theme with a clear direction. Yeah. <laughs> I recently finished watching um, Fruits Basket. Mm-hmm. 
that show is also very good, but it does make you want to cry. Um, although it has one of the best anime endings I've ever seen. It's like such a satisfying ending for what the show brought and really good character development. Although there's one character that, in my opinion, got worse and it they acted like they got better. In any case, back to the show we're actually talking about. One thing I really like about this show is that it's a running joke too. Like, at least for me, it was. It wasn't like explicitly in the show, but it's kind of funny that if they want to do a fun episode, like a random filler episode, they don't have to come up with a reason because everyone's really rich. Yeah. So they so can make it like, really happen. They're, they're just, just like, like yeah, oh yeah, I own a whole water park that's also got a whole jungle. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going there. Yeah. Yep. They don't need a reason. They have money. <laughs> yeah. And so anytime there's like, there's basically some sort of event like every other episode and it's just like it's the host club and we're doing this theme like yeah they do a bunch of themes and you'd be thinking like how do they do this but then you remember they're rich yeah they just so they have can infinite do infinite money and infinite time on their hands they're just extremely bored and incredibly rich which i think they say in like most of the episodes yeah that's like the intro yeah. to the show yeah it is really funny how, like, sometimes you'll be like, there's no way this is actually possible. And then you think for a second, you're like, oh, wait, they're rich. Of course it's possible. Yep. <laughs> it was funny. When I was watching it yesterday, uh, the people I was watching it with, every time they're like, no real person would do that. And then, like, two seconds later, oh, yeah, they're rich. What was I thinking? <laughs> and it does a good job of, like... I'm, like, in cause... the sun. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so bright right. I don't have anything bright going. Why am I yeah. so bright? There we go. That's well, whenever I pull up like a web page on my screen, because yeah. like, there's white, it's like, okay, you're in heaven now. Um, <laughs> Eat the sun. <laughs> if you go to Summit, you might understand that. If you are one of the middle school the, boys. The middle school youth, boys in the youth group. Uh, it does a good job. Because the other thing that I think a lot of times satire can fall into is just, like, repeating the annoying things that yeah. it's trying to satirize. And Oran does a good job of, like, not doing that. Like, the fact that literally everyone is in love with Haruhi should be annoying to me. Because yeah. I hate that, but it's so funny. <laughs> Especially since there's one of them that specifically loves her more and gets mad Every time. And yes. it's really funny. Yeah, and like, the fact that Tamaki is so possessive, and... Just watching just... him cry in the corner every <laughs> Which he does a lot. <laughs> yeah, it should be annoying, but it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. The only ones I think fall a little short of being hilarious are the twins. Because they yeah. are a little bit annoying. Which I think might be partially the English voice actors. They chose pretty annoying voices too. At least in my opinion. It's yeah, <laughs> it's just really funny. But they the do a good job. Good. Otherwise. The, the, the dub is amazing. The English yeah. dub is awesome. They choose so such good voice actors uh, for each character. And the acting is very fitting. Uh, yeah, I agree. The dub is very good. I can't, I wouldn't watch it in the sub because it's just so much funnier in the dub. I think you might, if you don't speak Japanese, 
which I doubt anyone watching this does, you should watch it in the dub because it just adds a whole other level to the humor. I feel like... I also love how they just... Sometimes they just, like, put up arrows on the screen pointing to different things. (laughs) It's just such a choice. Yeah, or just signs. Just... Yeah. They just plaster things right in front of the screen. <laughs> everything that's happening. Or like in the first episode, the entire time, the vase is directly in front of the fe- frame with a big arrow pointing to it. And then like a price tag. And then finally, near the end of the episode, it breaks it. It's actually pretty early, not near the But it's just funny how like half the episode, they have vase right in places where it shouldn't be in the frame. With a big red arrow pointing to it. And like a blinking sound effect too. Yeah. (laughs) It's like they put it so blatantly there. It's funny. I feel like that is a level of storytelling that I wish more. I mean, it is kind of, it's an anime thing as well. Like that very heightened um, way of storytelling. But that is something that I think is hard to do well. And... I wish more more things in general would embrace because it's just it's so good when it's done right because yeah like I get annoyed personally at like basically every anime that I've watched does this where characters will talk in like in their heads like will get narration yeah Um, I don't like that most of the time no, it's, it's every like, anime. I don't think I've yeah. watched one that doesn't have some yeah, level. Yeah, I don't. I don't think even I like have either. Oran does too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I it feel does like... get a little bit boring, and it is a cheap way of storytelling. By just yeah, like... it's just like let's just get, have the characters tell you exactly how they're feeling. Like exactly, it... yeah, you know everything purely by just them telling you. And I feel like there is a there is an element of that where it's like. Sometimes that very blatant storytelling, actually most of the time, I find it very annoying. Because as someone who is, like, in school for film, like, the and just storytelling in general, the, the main rule is show, don't tell, of, like, you're supposed to let the audience figure out what they're supposed to know um, and guide them to something rather than just being like, here's exactly what's going on. Here's exactly how, how you should feel about this. But I think yeah. Oran does a good job of like being so blatant about it. The fact that they are literally telling you that it creates a new level of like interaction with the story. Because like we talked about the whole thing with the vase where it's like literally like they literally have a big red blinking arrow pointing to the vase telling you this is important. You should pay attention to this. And so it becomes not about the vase anymore. It becomes about the fact that like that this is what's being communicated to you, which I think is really effective um, satire and really like that is a mark of really good satirical storytelling is that you start interacting with it not on the level of just the story but on the level of like oh I'm engaging with this on a more meta level so it, it adds to the humor and I think it does it really well yeah I see it as almost like a laugh track like telling you when you're supposed to laugh is not how you 
Like, you should make the jokes funny enough to where people laugh on their own. Don't tell them when to laugh. But this show does everything in a way that it's so blatantly placed right in front of you that it's entertaining. It's almost like if instead of a laugh track, they just had, like, someone say, Laugh "Laugh." now! (laughs) (laughs) With giant letters on the screen saying laugh. Yeah, and so it it, it makes it funny because of that, and... You know, and like we talked about with the banana peels, where it's just like, there's just increasingly ridiculous, like, it doesn't make sense why there would be banana peels here. Yeah. And so we're just going to give up at some point on even justifying it and just have a random monkey throw a banana peel. Well, I think, and after the monkey, I don't even think they show any, they just appear. There's just suddenly (laughs) banana peels. There's just so many banana peels in that show. And what's funny is my first watch through, I don't even think I noticed it. I didn't realize it until my sister told me. That show, it's it's truly a work of art. It does a great job of making so many jokes about so many things in a way that actually makes a surprising amount of sense. Although if you didn't know it was satire, you would think it was complete nonsense. But it's still funny nonsense. Yeah, it's really entertaining, but you would still think it was nothing. <laughs> Which sometimes nothing is good. Yeah, it's nonsensical, but there, there is still something worthwhile to engage with, even if you're yeah. not there for the satire, which is like what I was saying earlier. Like, first time I watched the show, you know, I didn't have any, didn't have any understanding really of what it was supposed to be satirizing, but I was still like, I still found it very funny and I was still able to engage with it on like a character level. I think it's worthwhile to watch even just, you know, even the the character arcs are worthwhile. Yeah, which Um, is what I was saying before. They do such a good job of developing, like every character has a pretty good level of growth and development throughout the course of the show and has episodes devoted to that development, which is... Mm -hmm. Not only like really good for any show, but for a show that has so many characters in only 26 episodes. It's really crazy how good they do with that. Especially since they have stupid things where the whole plot of an episode makes no sense and isn't actually contributing to everything. And it's it still manages to be like concise thematic storytelling even though it's going, you know, 90 miles an hour at jokes the whole time. Yeah, it's really, it's honestly really just such an impressive show. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's ever wasting time. Yeah. Like it's taking something, you know, like it's not like, okay, now we're doing jokes and then now character moment and, you know, you're having to, you're being pulled away from one to to have the other. Everything works together. And, you know, the characters will have like these incredibly heightened, like super dark like overly dramatic backstories and that's their damage that they need to peel from and it's like it's funny because it's so ridiculous but it also is you know character development and so that is you know contributing to the characterization and the growth at the same time as going okay why why are they part of a you know karate family with like yeah. What is happening? <laughs> why is this why is this 17 year old that looks like a five year old really good at karate? Well here's his tragic backstory to explain that. <laughs> yeah. Which is like another such a big trope in so many especially shoujo anime, which 
especially like Fruit Basket, which I just said I watched. Every character has the most tragic backstory of like any show I've ever seen. Every, there's not a single character in that show that I don't think they gave two episodes to explain their tragic backstory and explain why they are the way they are now. Which, with like, they have like a solid... 15 main characters in that show that they do that with so it's just like such a funny way of doing that and conveying the same point while also making it really funny which in other shows it just makes you want to cry though like why are all these characters so sad statistically that many horrible things could not happen to that many people well sometimes it's like all related to the same one event Uh uh-huh or, like, it's because they're in the same group mm-hmm. that it's happened to all of them. Like, something affecting the group happened. But it's still really funny how they're able to make that both entertaining and also make sense for the story at the same time. And all the characters are pretty recognizable. Like, they make them all look very distinctly different from each other. While also making them similar enough that they make sense in the same show. Like, they have... Twins who have brown hair, brown eyes, and are decently tall. Kid that looked and they use a bunch of different art styles too, which is something I've noticed. It's like a yeah. mix, lot of different art styles, and kind of choosing them based on which type of character they're making a trope of. Mm-hmm. Like Tanaki looks like a character who fits that trope and is in a style that fits that kind of character. Honey looks like a character from a cutesy anime that would be for a bunch of little kids. Stuff like that I also find really fits the theme of the show. So yeah, it was turned into a dating scene. Oh, the uh, irony. The initial chapters of the manga were re-envisioned in 2006 as 26 episodes and further adapted in 2009 and 2000, 2007 and 2009 into dating sim games. Oh, it was live action too. Oh yeah, there was a live... You didn't know about this? <laughs> no, I did not know about that. That's horrible. Apparently it's pretty good. I haven't watched it. I'm just looking at the picture and it's bad. I mean, That's yeah. supposed to... That's... Wigs. They all just look like members of DTS with wigs on. It looks like they're all played by the same person wearing a wig. I'm just saying, they look like hot Asians with wigs on. You're not wrong. They're Japanese, they're not Korean. But (laughs) They're just, yeah, I mean, you don't have the distinctive art styles to visually distinguish them. So they all just look, you know, they're all wearing the same. The same person with a different wig on. They're all wearing the same <laughs> uniform and just have different bad wigs. It looks, it looks, is that Ringe? Also, also the I love football players. <laughs> they weren't in the show. Why are they football players? I don't know. Also, like, why does why does Honey look like just a normal man holding a bunny? Yeah, I don't really know how you do that. Because, and he's like, not even blonde anymore. Were they trying to make him distinctly different from, <laughs> from Tamaki? Probably. And Dude, they pro- this like, is bad. And <laughs> I mean, I don't really know how you do the honey trope in a live action scenario because you can either get a literal child, or yeah, it's not you possible can just to have an immature it. teenager because like it's a specifically an anime trope. So, I don't really know how Oran Nick really Nikizawa is beautiful, too. Yeah. It's just, 
I don't get know another Oren... hot Japanese man with a coat on <laughs> holding yeah. a puppet, which the puppet looks exactly the same, which is yeah. beautiful. Catch me at prom in my Nekazawa cosplay. Would Oran work live action? Because it's specifically no, it's it's not it shouldn't a satire of anime. So it's kind of a and the whole point is that. like all the things that we were just talking about about the ways that like the heightened storytelling and the flashing yeah. red arrows and the text on screen like yeah how are you supposed to do that live action? Like I could see dating sim because all the characters mm-hmm. are also tropes dating sim characters. You could do yeah you could do a dating sim that is a that is a like satire, satire of da- a dating, dating sim. sims that like yeah that could be very that fun. makes sense. This doesn't. I don't. <laughs> also, the twins. Yeah, it's all bad. Every, I this think whole we should watch bad. this. We should watch this I together. I don't wanna. Okay, I think we should wrap this up. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we've covered everything we wanted to cover. It's this a good is, show, and you should. It's watch a good it. show. You should watch it. And then you should go watch the live action drama. If you know us, which you is can what watch I'm gonna with do. Us if I decide to. I'm deeply conflicted. Maybe we'll start um, a, a new new category of content and we'll do commentary watching. commentary <laughs> tracks for only the Oran live action drama and then retire. I don't know. There's other poorly made live action animes. We could do Death Note, which I've heard is oh, nothing like actual Death Note. Death Note with one of the wolves. I don't rem- I don't remember which one. I can never remember which one's which. Anyways. Um, yeah. In conclusion, watch As Oran. always. It is good. <laughs> which I'm pretty also, sure that's what I said, like. Okay, one last thing. I was trying to tell someone to watch the show, and they just kept hearing me say moron. <laughs> moron high school? <laughs> moron? <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> You're not, you're a moron if you don't watch this high school. <laughs> and as always, <laughs> good chow. No. Let's match uh, again. You've been bananaed. Bananaed. You know, if you think about it, Vision really is just a giant wedding ring. <laughs> We're just gonna reference every one of our old videos right now. Every one of our old episodes. What else? What else have we talked about? Um, I just so so love attending Summit Waterford. <laughs> I love attending specifically that this campus. That definitely will exist in a year of or two all, years. Of of every single campus at Summit, I I I love that I attend Summit Waterford. Yes, everyone else sucks. <laughs> We just hate those Herndon people so much. Yeah. <laughs> it sure would suck if we had to go to youth group with those Herndon people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who could have possibly imagined? I can't. <laughs> uh, Don't forget about Quiggy One, too. He can be thrown in there. Spooku. Quiggy One. <laughs> and, uh, oh no, my turret is broken. broken. <laughs> Um, what else? What did we talk about in the Greatest Showman episode? Zendaya's green dress. (laughs) Bearded Zendaya. (laughs) And as always, Bearded Zendaya. Cut you out. Thanks for watching.
Check out our other episodes. We just referenced all of them. Not all. 100% of them. them. Yeah, go watch A good watch number those. of our episodes. There's not Some that many. Some of them are many. pretty good. Some of them are. Remember that time that we got into a fight over Star Wars, The Last Jedi? And then we resolved that? I thought you were talking about live. the time we got into an actual... <laughs> yeah. Bye. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Is this our new thing? Are we just going to make our outros go on forever? If you think about it, life is just an outro. Just we're all living in it. it <laughs> we all die either kill yourself or get killed. <laughs> and as always, cut you out.